Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology, and today I am joined by my friend and colleague and my social media manager, Kat Nelligan. Uh, Kat is a, an astrologer and also um, has a show called The Creative Introvert. Uh, you guys haven't seen Kat for a while. We haven't done some recordings for, I think, probably five or six months. Uh, both of us got really busy. Kat was finishing a book. Um, so it's really uh, exciting to have her back and to do some of uh, our Q&A series again, uh, which come from questions that you throw at us over time that we, that Kat gathers together and then we make these episodes. So Kat, thanks for being here. Thank you, Achita. Yeah, really good to be back. And talking about a, a topic that I think um, I'm really fascinated by, and I think a lot of other people are um, fascinated, maybe a little bit scared of, but it's Saturn Returns and talking about how to navigate one. Do you want to start by explaining to us what a Saturn return is? Sure. Yeah, it's another, it's, it's true. It's like such a popular topic in part because it's sort of exciting, maybe scary. And uh, people always wonder what it's going to be like first Saturn return versus second Saturn return. Um, so yeah, it's a worthy topic. So a Saturn return is um, the time period during which Saturn comes back to the natal sign and the natal degree of, uh, or to the degree and sign of the natal Saturn placement. So if you were born, uh, with Saturn, you know, in Aquarius, uh, then it comes all the way back around to the sign of Aquarius after your birth, which takes roughly 28 to 30 years, uh, right around that time, then Saturn's back in the sign of Aquarius comes back to the very degree that Saturn was at when you were born. And that's called a Saturn return. Um, so it happens right around, let's say 28 to 30, roughly in there. And then again, it happens toward the end of your fifties. And these Saturn returns, broadly speaking, are thought to sort of demarcate the boundaries between say, um, youth and adult at your first Saturn return and then adulthood and old age or sort of like your golden years at the second Saturn return. If you know you live to be 90, you'll reach a third Saturn return. But you know, um that's the, those first two are usually the ones that people will have read for them in a reading or be curious to learn more about. Okay. That's yeah, you make it sound um that's not so bad, that idea of demarcating certain like chunks of our life. Why are people so scared of Saturn returns? Um, why have I heard so many bad things about them? Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably because Saturn in ancient astrology, Saturn's considered the greater malefic, which means bad doer. But we have to remember in the ancient world, what the word bad meant. This world was thought of as a world of relativity, uh, a world where, um, you know, things are good and then they're bad and in succession most of us experience a life of mixed fortune of ups and downs so when things are down you have to have some planets that represent some of the down times as well as some of the up times but when we're living and developing an inner life most of us know and i'm preaching to the choir to you and everyone that you know those difficult times are often really important for us spiritually psychologically um, growing our careers, our families, our marriages, there's going to be rough times. And many people will say that those were the most important times. Uh, still, as we all know, the, some of the, those difficult times, even though they're most important, they are difficult. And I think that's typically why Saturn returns get a lot of attention is that the transitions of the first and second Saturn return around 30 and let's say 60, broadly speaking, 
refer to periods of time that deepen us often through like a narrow, there's like a narrow passage, almost like a birth canal where it's like you're being squeezed on the way into a new stage or you're being initiated and there's, it's contractive and there's often a sense of, of like hard work around those periods, um, you know, existentially, uh, but often also a sense of accomplishment and having arrived at a maybe more mature or, you know, accomplished place or something like that. So uh, I think that's why people are eager to hear about them, but also they carry a little bit of a stigma. And off the top of your head, can you think of some like key experiences that you've seen in like clients charts or um, in your own life um, during the Saturn return, like some things that people could like broadly expect? Yeah. Um, well, I'll just use a couple of stories from my own. And then I have some from clients too. Uh, like during my Saturn return, um, I, a couple of things happened all at once. So it was kind of like a confluence of a lot of things at once. One was that I started my astrology career, but I started it after having lost my job and collecting being on unemployment. So it was like the lowest of the low. And then the beginning of this period that would become, you know, my whole professional adult life. Uh, but the hard part about it was the leap of faith required while basically hitting sort of rock bottom financially and professionally. Um, I was engaged to be married and the, we, you know, broke it off. So I had heartbreak, but then at the tail end of my Saturn return, met my future wife and we started dating. So I feel like um, those are pretty typical Saturn return stories in the sense that you'll have some events that might level you a little bit and be hard, but they also may form the foundation of the entire next chapter of your life. If we think of chapter in terms of like a 30 year segment, um, I have clients who will often get married at Saturn returns. And it's not necessarily that there's anything hard that comes with it, but it's serious. It's a big commitment. And in a sense, um, many Saturn returns are, um, <clears throat> defined by the things that we have to say no to. So it might seem like, well, what's so hard about getting married? But for a lot of people, it means saying no to being a bachelor. It means saying no to having your own apartment. It means saying no to, you know, having that single young version of yourself. You're stepping into a more adult phase where the commitment and the stakes of the game have just gotten a lot higher and you're ready for it. It's joyful, but it's serious. There's a gravitas to the moment. Or maybe you finish med school, or maybe you start a job, or whatever the case may be, there's a sense of the field of options narrowing as your adult choices and commitments are being refined and, and becoming more serious. That's very common during Saturn returns. Of course, sometimes Saturn returns are going to be marked by um, really hard passages with health, family members passing away, relationships breaking apart, uh, losing a job. Um, but usually that's not the end of the story. Usually it's um, that whatever is taken away or whatever um, challenges Saturn presents, there's an equal sense of opportunity emerging from it that somehow ushers us into the next phase of life. Yeah, that's interesting. You're making me think of it more like that, um, more of an initiatory experience where it's, it's not all for naught. Like the suffering of a Saturn return wasn't just random meaningless that there is something at the end of it there's something um like you said that will mark the next passage of life so that's reassuring i think 
Um, I, I was just wondering about the different kind of factors that you take into account when um, interpreting somebody's set and return or giving them some ideas about what to expect personally for their chart. Yeah, I mean, maybe a list of tips when interpreting Saturn returns would go like, if you're practicing Hellenistic astrology, sect is going to matter quite a bit. I think one of my favorite presentations I've ever seen on this was done by Lisa Scheim uh, from the astrology podcast. She did a presentation and she presented it for the students at my school some years ago that was talking about the difference if you were born during a nighttime chart or a daytime chart. So if Saturn, if you're born during the daytime chart, Saturn's insect. And that will often mean that Saturn is a little able, it's, it's more uh, capable of expressing constructive Saturnine significations. Uh, for example, hard work and achievement as opposed to loss and um, the need to start fresh after hard losses. Uh, sometimes the difference has to do with sect. If you're born during a nighttime chart, Saturn's out of sect and you might see some harder blows. I don't think that means that it's cut and dry, that it's good or bad based on sect, but it can be a big factor. The dignity of Saturn. Is Saturn in one of its own signs or exaltation? Is it in its own bound or triplicity? Is it in an angular house, well-dignified? Does it have aspects to Venus or Jupiter? So the actual dignity of Saturn in the chart accidentally and essentially can contribute a lot to how you interpret the planet. If you don't know the language of dignities, that might be too technical, but probably the most basic thing is going to be um, what house is it in? Because the house it's in will give you a sense of where Saturn is showing up. Is it showing up around money? Is it showing up around love? Is it going to show up in terms of where I'm living or my health? Um, and so where it shows up by whole sign house is probably the most basic consideration that can help you like refine and create an interpretation. Okay, that's helpful. So in terms of, let's say, people now going through a Saturn return with Saturn in Aquarius, um, like you're saying, this would be a dignified Saturn. So um, that helps. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, certainly Saturn in Aquarius, uh, like Saturn in Capricorn or Saturn in Libra are all going to be, um, I think the potential for them to express a, a more constructive side is there. I generally think of planets in their own signs as more capable of expressing their best nature. And by best nature, I don't mean that things are just easy or subjectively good. I mean that there's a sense of, oh, it's, it's, it's a little bit more of a benevolent feeling behind what's happening an understanding, a sense of the timeliness of things, a sense that this must happen and I'm okay with it. There's, it's just a little bit more ease, even if it's difficult. There's a sense of this being a good thing or whenever planets are well dignified, I just think to myself, okay, like to make an analogy, <laughs> all ayahuasca experiences that I ever had were good, right? But it was nice occasionally to have experiences that were not only good for me, but enjoyable. That, that there was a sense that the ups and downs of the evening that I was just a little bit more capable of like riding along with them and being like, okay, like I'm not, I'm not getting obliterated, even though afterward you might feel like, Hey, that being obliterated was one of the best things that ever happened to me. It changed my life. I feel like a well-dignified planet is a little bit like a good trip. <laughs> it's like, it's still maybe harrowing, but it's like, it's a good one.
Fair enough. Um, and what about taking into account some of the planets that are current? So I just, just thinking about this Saturn in Aquarius, Uranus is a big part of that. Would that be something that square with Uranus be something that a person going through the Saturn return would take into account, given that it might be hitting their own Saturn? Yeah, I mean, I think level more advanced, like level up in your interpretive skills will be, okay, your Saturn returns happening, but what other, what else is happening in your birth chart at the same time, whether it's the Uranus transit in the sky right now, or, you know, what people will be going through when Saturn's in Pisces or Aries in the next couple of signs. Um, always looking at that greater context for sure. But yeah, I mean, the people who've had Saturn in Aquarius for their return have gotten the Saturn Uranus square. And I, you know, my own opinion is like, how could that not play a role in, in your Saturn return experience, you know? So just to wrap up, do you have any like tips for us, people working with, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but like working with this Saturn return, um, maybe some tips for navigating it, or, you know, I, I don't know if people take the approach of um, being like trying to embody Saturn's qualities. I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Yeah. How, how would you best? Um, well, I think us? that the advice is slightly different between the first and second Saturn returns. So maybe I'll say a few things of advice for number one and number two. For number one, I think it has to do with refining your commitments and thinking about taking a like adult like adulting like take your next steps forward as an adult refine your commitments learn to say no to things make hard choices but good ones um accept the painful things that are happening as um try to accept them as gifts try to receive the insight um those are the first saturn returns um I think also don't be surprised to, to feel rewarded for hard work done, you know, during your Saturn return and accept it with dignity and humility and take it, take that energy forward into how you do your adult phase of life for second Saturn return. I feel like really what we're talking about is the gateway into what is, what is the off ramp of my life going to look like? How am I approaching death? What do I have left to accomplish? What are my priorities knowing there's not very much time to waste? There's not a lot of time left. What are those late life spiritual mountains I have left to climb? Maybe some life accomplishments. I'm not just talking about like a stupid bucket list. I mean, what's left for me existentially and being really real about your mortality, knowing that you're entering into the autumn of your years. Um, it's negation again. What do I have to eliminate so that my focus can be the most um, sincere and, um, and, and uh, mature knowing that I'm heading into the last years. I'm gonna spend more time with my grandkids. I'm gonna retire I'm, or I'm getting closer to retirement or um, I need to spend more time with my spiritual life or in nature. And it's something I've been meaning to do but I always neglect it or put it off. So I think it's about like in the Indian system the Barna Ashram system it's called you know uh, the uh, Vanaprastha ashram is like retirement. Basically in India, thousands of years ago, that meant that if you were, even if you were married, you might move out to the woods because those last years of life, you you should be, you don't have to earn money as much anymore, take care of kids as much anymore. So how are you going to like spiritually concentrate yourself toward the next step your soul takes beyond this body? I think Saturn is sort of like that metaphorically in your second Saturn return. So making sure that um, 
you're, you're not groping for lots of like, oh, I just want to stay young forever. Or I'm making choices that are somehow delaying or avoiding the inevitable aging process and, and spiritual focus that's required for that last part of life. That's what I've seen. And I will admit that I'm not anywhere near that stage of life. So I take that from some of my elders who I've heard speak on the subject. That's really helpful. I know that at least for the first ones, I wish I'd had that um, a few years ago going through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, helpful advice totally. for us. Thank you, Achisa. I think that's all I've got on, on Saturn Returns. Great. Thank you so much. Well, um, you can find uh, Kat at her, on her website, and I'm going to point you guys to that right now. Go check it out. It is catroseastrology.com. And you can learn more about her readings and teaching. And uh, she's got a book on discovering your daimon, which is uh, fantastic. She's got a YouTube channel. Um, it's been a pleasure to uh, work with Kat over the years and see her practice grow and, and flourish. And so be sure to go check her workout, get a reading. And uh, anything else you have coming up that you want people to know about, Kat? Um, that's all. I'll have some courses coming out soon. But um, yeah, okay, sign up cool. for my uh, newsletter. And I'll be in touch. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you all again soon. Take it easy, everyone.